When you have all these assessments telling you the same thing over and over again, it's undeniable. If anything, it's given me permission to accept myself. So if you're someone who's struggling with confidence or identity crisis, not really come to terms with who you are, do the assessment because the world sees you already. It wouldn't be great to see exactly how they see you and try to find the truth there. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the brand new You Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you boost your career credibility. I'm your host, Ryan Roten, and today's guest is Sean Schofield. Sean and I met via LinkedIn, where we exchanged a few messaging chats and a couple of files back and forth when I realized that he has a very unique take on the power of personal assessments, which is something that I'm asked about quite a bit. Specifically, I get questions like, what's the point of taking StrengthsFinder? Or why do I recommend taking more than one assessment when StrengthsFinder may or may not be enough? And so when I saw how Sean was actually putting together the results of his assessments, I knew that I had to share what he was doing with you. So with that, Sean, welcome to the brand new You Show. It's great to be here with you this morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to, uh, to have you on the show today, uh, especially now that I've actually hit the record button, which is not something I would normally tell people, but we went through this whole thing and I forgot, <laughs> but now we're good to go. And I'm very excited to share with the audience today the methodology that you use when you put together these StrengthsFinder assessments, and more importantly, like what you, what you do with them and how you use them and leverage them in your career, because that's where most people struggle. I mean, it's one thing for StrengthsFinder to give you your top five strengths. It's a completely different thing to try to figure out how to utilize them best. And I think what you put together here is, is really pretty cool, and it'll be very helpful for a lot of people. However, as someone who listens to the show, you know the very first question I'm going to ask, which is, if you could vacation in only one place, where would you go? Well, I live in Australia. Normally, I would say Australia for its diversity, but challenging myself to not pick a place where I live, I'd have to say New Zealand. And I think it'll be a challenge for you to find the music for it. But <laughs> it's, a, it's an incredible country uh, with such great diversity and Capsulated in two small islands, so it's a wonderful place. Obviously, I've never been there, never been to Australia either. But uh, everybody that I talk to when they talk about New Zealand is, I mean, it just seems like such a fantastic place. And besides, that's where all the Lord of the Rings stuff is at too. So yeah, that's right. I have a strong connection with it. I, I worked for a New Zealand wine family for eight years. Um, I got engaged in New Zealand in Akaroa with my wife. Um, it's it's a magical place. If you can go, it has. So many wonderful places, mountains, beaches, uh, coves, fishing, adventure, skiing. It's, it's incredible. Let's get into your career path because you're, you're not somebody who's like, uh, you just woke up one day and said, you know what, assessments is my thing. I'm going to start looking at all these different assessments. I mean, you were, you were just like everybody else going through your career, taking you know, twists and turns and stuff. And then one day you took an assessment and you started to realize the power of it. So I'm curious, how did, you, you know, how did that journey happen for you? Like, how did you get introduced to assessments? And then you know, more importantly, when did you realize that you could like, use them to uh, better your career? Yeah, I think I've always been open to um, people's guidance and feedback. I, I left, moved out of home pretty young age. I was about 15, just turning 16, and had to get a job. And I found myself in the hospitality industry. And in terms of meeting people in different cultures and backgrounds and, and giving, uh, getting different takes on life, it's a fantastic mixing pot. And I worked my way through hospitality over 15, 20 years and, and did quite well. 
But when I was about 30 years old, actually, so a little while ago, um, I discovered Strengths Finder, which was introduced to me by my wife and my sister-in-law, her sister, uh, who were both working at Red Bull. And you have to remember, this is Australia about 15 odd years ago. Self-assessments and personal self-assessments, uh, StrengthsFinder was a very forward-thinking uh, type of thing to be doing down here in Australia. And it was something that I got a, a tremendous lot of value out of. You found that it gave you wings, huh? <laughs> no, sorry. Bad. Bad joke. It's all right. Actually, that, you know, that's their line. And, and I think the benefit why they introduced it for their staff is they, Red Bull is very passionate about expressing your true self and really give, empowering you to, and giving you permission to be yourself at work, as long as you're doing your best work. So um, as you and I know, when you are more like yourself and you can feel like you're accepted, then um, you're willing to, to put that extra effort in. I did the strengths assignment for myself because it was one of interest. I wanted to see what I was made up of. For the next 15 years, I used it in every position I had. And I didn't just use it. I didn't do the assessment and get the top five and you know, put on, print it out and put it on the bookshelf and forget about it forever. I actually lived and breathed it. I structured it in a really cool, interesting way. So for those listening and watching, my top five strengths are positivity, number one, achiever, maximizer, and then individualization and connectedness. What I found with the strengths finder in this particular makeup is I thought, what if you coupled the strengths? And what if you coupled them in a certain way that made it really easy for one, for you to remember and also to, to apply? So what I did was I took my number one, which was positivity, and I used that as my overarching uh, compass or my methodology. So no matter what I did, no matter the situation, no matter who I engaged with, I used that as being been my guiding light. So whatever I was going to do, I was going to be positive about it. Some people thought it was blind optimism. It's not. It's a, <laughs> it's a totally different take. It's about actually approaching every situation, conversation, opportunity with a positive view uh, rather than a negative one. The next thing I did was I looked at the remaining four strengths and I wanted to see what the commonalities were, and, but also what the differences were. With Achiever Maximizer, I thought, this is perfect. I, I was just starting into sales at this time, working for the, uh, the wine company that I was. And... I thought if you're going to go after sales and if you're going to ask people for business, you might as well ask them for the most that you can in that single call. Save you going back around. Maybe it's lazy. I call it maximizer, but that's how I uh, got my mindset around those two couple of the achiever maximizer combination. It's actually pretty strong. If you're going to ask for the business, ask for the world. Hmm. You clearly know more about your top five strengths than what the vast majority of people who take the strengths finder assessment do. And if anybody's curious, my five are strategic relator, futuristic ideation and intellection, which basically means I like to think about things a lot and project those things out into the future in a strategic way. And then my relator skill says that I like to work with people to achieve those types of goals. So if I really kind of look at it, this podcast is a perfect example of, of how I do that because I'm trying to be strategic in helping others uh, I work towards that goal in the future through the, th the thinking and stuff that I do with my guests like yourself to help share what I'm learning with others. And that's why, you know, when you and I talked the first time, I could, I could actually tell you were full of positivity, but I knew I needed, I knew I needed to talk to you because you, you know, this stuff inside and out. And so I'm curious when you, when you look at your top strengths and you approach stuff, you know, using positivity, 
How have you seen that help you in certain situations in your, in your career? You know, it's not something that suddenly I did the assessment and I suddenly already had. It's something I've always had. It was just identified when I did the assessment. And I think that's a big thing. It will be an anchor and underarching. A common thing that you'll, you'll probably know that here across this podcast is that you would have applied these strengths in different parts of your life without you even being consciously aware of it. It's only when you do the assessments, you can start bringing greater context to it and think about the situation. So for me, I mentioned I moved out of home when I was a young age. Um, I've got to experience so much life. So much life. I've had some unique positions and opportunities. I've taken risks. Um, some have worked out, some haven't. But I would not have been able to have the comfort or confidence around that if I didn't have a positive outlook, you know, positive mindset to do so. So I think from a personal element, it's allowed me to really live a life you know, with fun and enjoyment in mind. From a career standpoint, the positivity has really helped because I've worked in some very competitive markets in some challenging times. And I got to say, no matter the industry, no matter the market conditions, the positivity helps me win above the rest. So I think, um, yeah, the top five strengths is who you are, whether you accept it or not, it, it's, it's there. But if you can really harness it and think about how you structure it together, then it can be really powerful. I loved it when I, I saw your top five strengths and I thought about your underarching. I was wondering how you could map it out. You explained it perfectly. That's exactly how I saw it. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's one of those things too. Like I, that's who I am. And, and that's why I think that's the biggest thing people have to remember when they take these assessments is it's, it's who you are and it's not a reflection of, you know, like who you want to become, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I'd love to be, I'd love to be positive in every situation. Right. But that talent for me may be a little bit lower and I may have to work at it more than other people. Absolutely. Right. But the one thing that strengths finder will, will tell you is that you have all the strengths. Everybody does. And it's, so it's not like you don't have them. It's just that five are more powerful than the others. In fact, they say, um, the ones in your top 10, they tend to swap around a little bit. Usually your one and two and three pretty much stay the same, but the four and the five, they might become sevens and eights or sixes. Yeah. And it depends on your place in life. I, I've had that happen before. I've taken the street finder three or four times and they do switch around for me, but I always have strategic and futuristic in the top three, regardless of how many times they take it. It's just sometimes they may switch positions, but they're always in the top three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I've, I've done the same thing, I've taken about three or four times and in just every couple, three or four years, I'll, I'll do it just to see. But um, yeah, mine will be generally in the top five or just on the outside. But what was really interesting was to look at the six, seven, eight, nine, tens. And because if you only do the top five, you could be underutilizing some of the strengths that are just on the fringe. So when I did the top five, I, I had to look at the other ones and start. What are some of the situations that I could, you know, just naturally bring them in? Just awareness is key sometimes. You've taken a lot of assessments and you've put them all together. And so I'm just going to name off a few of them. You've taken the VIA strengths, obviously the Strengths Finder 2.0. You took with the fascination advantages on here. The standout assessment is on here. And then there's Jen. Jen Cudmore. She has an assessment that you took as well. And you've taken all of these and put them together in a really succinct manner. And I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to share that here in a minute. But out of all the ones that you've taken, which one was your favorite one? Uh, 
it's almost impossible for me to answer that one because <laughs> you're asking someone who, who has positivity individualization here to choose his favorite one <laughs> whilst maintaining a connectedness. Let me ask you a different way. Which one gave you the most insight into you? Made you go, oh, that's why I do this or that's something I hadn't thought about. Which, which one really made you go, huh? Yeah. I, okay. I'll narrow it down to two. That's the best you're going to get out of me. Uh, <laughs> Transfinder 2.0 was the first. It was the one that I did you know, all those years ago. And it's something that I've used as a guiding light anchor compass for all that time. And it's something that I've been able to easily apply to all my teams. And I've, I've seen the advantages for them to apply as well. So I get greater satisfaction out of that. So I'd say, you know, being the first, um, still regarded as one of the best, um, that one definitely. The Jen Cudmore one that um, is the entrepreneurial brand assessment, that's the one that I found very interesting of late uh, because it, it takes another element where it doesn't just talk about who you are, but Jen Cudmore's assessment actually looks at the people that you attract when I looked at the people I'm likely to attract and thought, oh, okay, if I was to ever start my own business, are these the people that I would normally have thought about attracting? And in some cases, it wasn't. So that challenged me in my way of thinking. And we'll get to that a little bit more later on. Yeah, and just so we're clear, it's it's Jane Cudmore, right? Uh, Jen, sorry, J-E-N. J-E-N-C-U-D-M-O-R-E? Yeah, Jane, Jen Cudmore, and she's uh, here in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. So search for her, J-E-N-C-U-D-M-O-R-E. And so kind of with that, Sean, what I want to do is I'm going to share my screen. And what what I'll ask you to do as we go through this is keep in mind that this is a podcast. If there's a way you can explain it so that the listeners can follow along. And if not, again, if you're listening on a podcast, You'll, you'll be able to take away some things over this next segment. But if you really want to see how Sean has linked these things together in this presentation, I'll put a link at the end of this podcast so you'll know where to go. But just know that you'll be able to actually see this, this presentation. So with that, Sean, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. I know your very first slide is of you, and it talks about how you are helping others gain greater confidence and focus towards achieving their goals. But let's go to the first slide, and I'll talk through what the two assessments are on here. Um, okay, so one of the things I wanted to look at was my leadership value traits, but it's actually leadership starts with the person, with the leader themselves. And I think if you're going to be a strong leader in your environment, you really, really need to understand yourself, your personality and your character. So when I came, when I came across your podcast, I learned about the VIA strengths. And this was about the character strengths. And I hadn't heard about this one. StrengthsFinder 2.0 is definitely talking about personalities. It's what I deliver always. But the character strength was explained to me about it's just who I am always. You know, what are my moral and mental qualities and beliefs? So I would say that in the bottom of the slide, for those that are listening, it does say that BIA characters is how I do things and the Gallup strengths is what I do. I've recently rethought this, I actually think the VIA characters is more of who I am. And the strengths finder 2.0 is how I do it. I mean, that makes sense when you say it that way. And also, I just recently learned about the VIA strengths as well. I, I picked that up from Susan Critton, who was also a guest on the podcast. Yeah, and she's fantastic too. I really got a lot about that. And this was the first assessment I did out of uh, listening to your podcast. So this got the ball rolling. And I think I can understand why. When I thought about the two assessments and how they married together, 
personality and character are very similar. So I wanted to see where the commonalities or differences or similarities were on these ones. And when I went through the VIA uh, strengths, the number one was hope, number two is humor, number three is honesty, four is curiosity, and five is social intelligence. Now, when you think, remember, positivity is my number one in StrengthsFinder 2.0, you can absolutely see how that hope and humor would absolutely be there. The Achiever Maximizer, that kind of combination can really, I've used honesty a whole lot in my life about just giving that honest feedback. It's for the greater good. I do it in positive life, but let's do it so that we can achieve more. And the curiosity and social intelligence, that really does mirror the individualization connectedness where I'm actually really genuinely concerned about people, their motivators, their drivers, and how we can all work together. So those two, I thought the character and personality together really does create this own greatness about who, as the type of leader, you are. Now, this is how I am. But what I would recommend, and I'm not actually sure where I got these two circles from, um, but but I know I got it from somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for it. But I understand that the VI strengths and the strengths finder together really does create this special area where a lot of people can put these two assessments together to determine or become more aware of what type of natural leader they're likely to be in line with that. The slide has has two circles on it. And obviously there's some overlap, like a Venn diagram, but it minus the third circle. And when you put the two side to, or side by side, it's very easy to see how they relate to each other, which is what I like about this because it's so simple. As you were talking earlier, I was looking at this slide and you had we were talking about positivity. And I saw I was looking at your top talents uh, from the VA going, oh, there's hope, there's humor, honest, it's all there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I really love these two assessments. Complete them, put them together, look for the similarities and how they apply with each other. Understand you have both. And they, I would say the characters are more what you apply in your quiet moments, in your family time, in your work environment. Absolutely. But it's about essentially who you are. When you're driving the car and there's no around, that's you. The things you think about, the way you treat other drivers on the road, this is going to be a true demonstration of character on that side. And then the strengths finder is about how you apply who you are. I like it. Just this slide by itself is really powerful. Yeah. But in your character strengths next to your personality strengths is is really, I think, a powerful way for you to go, okay, I, I can start to see what's important to me, not just as far as who I am, but also then how I can use these things in my day-to-day world. Well, that's right. And it's your authentic true self. And that, you know, the people have a pretty good BS detector nowadays in corporates and family. And um, I think we become very in tune with who's authentic and who's not. And in the career world, you really got to be true to yourself. Uh, Some of the best leaders aren't always the nicest people, you know, but they're authentic and they're true. And people understand and very clear about what they're trying to achieve. You can be whatever leader you want, but just be aware of what's authentic to you. Be that one. It's so much easier for everyone and yourself. So I'm going to move on to the next one. And there's only, there's only six slides, so we'll go through these fairly quickly. But I want to make sure that everybody understands. If you've ever wondered, I took assessment, now what do I do with it? This is what you do with it. This is how you know how to use it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll say from the beginning, I'll say it again at the end. I'm willing to help anyone who is prepared to put the time and effort into doing these assessments 
if they want to show me the results, I'm happy to put some time aside and, and work with you um, to, to really map it out. It's, it's one thing I'm really good at is seeing the commonalities and bringing them together. And sometimes it takes an objective view um, to really understand your true strength, and that, which is an awesome segue to this slide, by the way, because I took your challenge where I was listening to another one of your episodes where there was a challenge you did of asking people about um, that you come in contact with how, do, how they describe you. And this gives an objective view. Um, I didn't think about it for too long because I knew if I did, I wouldn't do it. So for one week only, I just thought about eight different people in my life and from varying different backgrounds. I had to respect them because otherwise I won't take their feedback as, as being serious. But I just wanted to really put it out there. And I sent an email or a text, actually it was a text to all of them, saying, hi, Sean here. Uh, we met last week, or they know who I am. Uh, I'm doing a personal brand um, building exercise. I and mean, you could really help me. If you wouldn't mind, how would you describe me in three words, adjectives in brackets? And as soon as I hit send, <laughs> I was, my heart's pounding, what's beating First of all, do I even want to hear what people <laughs> uh, think of me? Second of all, what if they, you know, would they want to respond? Am I imposing? Am I infringing on our friendship, relationship, whatever it is by even asking? But I've got to say, every single one of them responded within 24 hours. And I was, I was blown away by that. It was, a, it was nice feeling. Some of them within five minutes, you know, it was like, bang. And I really like those ones because the, you know what they gave you was instinctively true. What I thought was really interesting, Ryan, when you get this feedback, um, you're going to be thinking a lot of things. Of like, is this me? Like, I never thought I would describe myself in this way. And the ones that stuck out for me a lot were authentic was used quite a few times. So it's not that I, I see myself as disingenuine or, or deceitful by any means, but I just authentic was a really interesting one. And when we talk about the VIA characters, Remember, my number three was honesty. And if you think about that, it does overlap. So when you get feedback from others, don't get caught up on the words. Think about the meanings and how they can relate to your other strengths that have already come across in terms of your personality and character strength. Right. I mean, you, you selected eight, eight random people. Yeah. And what's amazing about this slide to me is how they almost all use the same words. Yeah. Yeah, it, right. It did blow me away, and um, I and I know exactly what you're saying. So in my in my book, Career Cred, that's one of the exercises I recommend people do is send a note to your trusted advisors and ask them to describe you, because I mean that's kind of where the rubber hits the road, right? If if you're getting something on your strengths finders and all that stuff that's contrary to what you're hearing people say, then what's probably happening is you're acting differently for some reason in front of those people that's not aligned with who you truly are. And it can be a real eye opener for folks. Um, but it, it, it can in a, in that way, but it can also be an eye opener for folks in that, you know, the comments you get back, you'd be surprised by. I know I was when I got mine, I had, I had one peer actually who told me, uh, he gave me my three words and then he put behind it. I'd work for you in any job in any company, anytime. Wow. Wow. And I was just like, okay, wow. I didn't expect that. I was not, you know, that is just something I wasn't expecting. And, uh, it can be a really good, positive thing for you to do an exercise like this, just to reinforce who you are. Absolutely. And, and don't wait for me to be at your top of the game before you ask people. I, I think actually what, what you're suggesting is 
is do it now. You know, do it when you're authentically you yourself um, to really find out. And, and if when you get the feedback, it's actually a really good pick me up. <laughs> it's a little bit of an ego booster as well. So it will help create the motivation you need to continue along the path. Yeah, I, I love how it reinforces too what two assessments have told you already. Yeah, and, and that's why I say ask quite a few people, people that you respect in different parts of your life. Because hopefully what you'll see is a common thread across all of them. That's going to help you shape your brain. Let's move on to the next uh, the next slide here, which uh, you've labeled personal worth, work ethic traits, and you have shown a slide that comes with your fascination advantage assessment. So let's talk a little bit about that one. Yeah, so the fascination advantage assessment, I thought it was a pretty good program. There's some really good worksheets and thought starters along along with it. Um, it was it was pretty interesting that it came out this way, the victor, um, where you have two... Um, fascination advantages overlapping, which is prestige and power. Uh, it's, there's no way to really describe this program or assessment other than to do it or invest into it. Um, if you're curious about how you approach your own work. When I thought about how this came out for me, the victor, prestige, and power, this is actually how I am. This is me at work. This is the thing that really stood out for me. And that's where it got me thinking about hold on, what are the, all these assessments in different parts of my life? That's why I labeled it personal work ethic, because I think this one speaks to me and my direct influence in what I do personally for the results for myself. So does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense to me. And if I, even if I go back and I look at your strengths, like the prestige part, I mean, achiever, maximizer. Prestige is, is one of those ones where you're, you're looking to achieve things so that you're recognized for the work that you're doing. I hadn't actually tied it to work until you just now said it. And as I read mine, I'm, I'm the maverick, maverick leader, maverick, yeah, maverick leader. And I also have power as my secondary advantage, but my first one's innovation. And when I read that slide again, I read, and, you know, and I read the traits that come along with that again, and I look at it from a work standpoint, it's absolutely hundred percent me. Yeah. I, I can't deny it at all, <laughs> even if I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, when I looked at, um, so I, I stopped, for the listeners and viewers, I, I stopped Ryan's own strengths because along the podcast, he usually tells what his own assessment results were. So um, everything I, I did for myself here, I did one for Ryan and sent it to him as well. But when I, when I thought about the fascination strengths and the personal work ethic, I absolutely, it was crystal clear to me. It was like, this is absolutely what you're doing every week. This is how you're applying it. So yeah, and when you told about, you know, leading teams and, and discovery and so forth, that's absolutely, and I can see it clear as, clear as day. I look at this differently now because of what you just said, but I, I really liked the, what I liked about the fascination advantage assessment was it was different than all the other ones yeah. in that, in that it explained things about you different in different ways in ways that I, I think at least initially resonated with me more and made more sense to me. Yeah. Um, and then as you start to tie it all together, everything starts to, starts to come together for you. But, um, this is the one that really made me go, okay, wait a minute. Now I can, now I start to really see how these things apply. Yeah. When you go through Sally's, um, program and, and the different slides and all the little, I say the thought starters, you know, those little chapters, uh, they're all, they're paragraphs or phrases yeah. here and there. They're just really interesting. Um, I'm not, 
I like to read, but I'm not a huge reader. I, yeah, right. I just, I like quick bits of information quickly. And that's what I really like about Sally's is here's the results. And even though there's a lot of detail on this slide and this is directly from the assessment, there's a lot of little quick bits that if you read them quickly, you go, oh yeah, great. I can see it. You build momentum as well. Right. Yeah. I highly recommend fascination advantage assessment. I'll put a link to some of these assessments in the show notes so people can get access to them both on YouTube and as well as here. Let's move on to another one of my, another ones that I like, the standout assessment. This one was invented by a guy named Marcus Buckingham. And he actually used to work for Gallup, which does the Strengths Finder assessment, but it looks at things differently. So let's go ahead and you, you've got this slide tagged as an additional leadership value traits. Yeah. So when we looked at the original leadership value traits slide, that's talk about my personality, my character, but essentially who I am as a person that will set the governance of what type of leader I'm likely to be. But this one is actually the value that I bring to the team because of who I am. This one kind of speaks to my shadow values. You know, the things I don't often admit to others is like, I like to advise people. I like to tell people, you know, this is how you do it. Um, and, and the stimulators, come on, let's, let's go do it now. I've shown you how, let's, let's go ahead and do it. So uh, I'm smiling at this one because I know it's true. There's no hiding from it. You know, I, I do like to give advice. I do like to point people in the right direction and, and help them succeed. So if you look at my top five and, and character or personality, they're, they're mirror of this. You and I share advisor. So I'm, a, I'm also an advisor one, but my two is creator, which, you know, if you could take that back to my strengths finder, I've got intellection and ideation in there. So it, and futuristic. So it's, you know, thinking things and figuring out how to wait and make things better. I mean, they're just highly correlated. That's why I recommend taking more than one assessment because sometimes you can take an assessment, get a result and go, eh, I don't know about that. You take another assessment and it tells you the same thing or something extremely similar. You kind of have to start going, okay, maybe. And if you take a third one and it all tells you the same thing and you're still going, ah, I don't know, then you're just fooling yourself. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's right. You, you start thinking, I got to vary up my answers here. They're on to me. All right, last slide is personal brand traits. This is the Jen Cudmore assessment. This one I thought was really interesting. I started at the, the top of this talking about this is the one that I found the most interesting because it talks about who you are, but the people that you're likely to attract, the reasons why, and how you can talk to them. So when I was thinking about myself as a personal brand, professional brand, um, what's my value proposition, if I were to commoditize myself or treat myself as a product, this is marketing, all right? This is understanding who are the people you're talking to, who are the people that are going to want you as a product, and how will you communicate with them? So like some of the other assessments, it gives you two um, outcomes and how they blend together. So one of the outcomes is your strong, stronger one. It talks about the sig signature of who you are. And the second one is how you influence, and that's how I am. I think that might have subconsciously, I've only just realized it shaped how I thought about the personality and character assessments, the, the who and how, uh, but very similar. I like this one because it, it mirrors the character and the personality assessments. It's got, it's got a little bit more of a holistic, spiritual vibe. Jen is a, a fantastic, wonderful being. She's very you know, intuitive, I would say. Uh, so if you like people who are intuitive and really want to help you align your spiritual and purpose, 
she's she's your person. So when she uses the word like alchemist or innocence, uh, that's what she's talking about. The alchemist is someone who will help people make dreams come true. So their service promise is about transformation. Um, so it's about change or achievement, or maximizing, see the shift here in a positive light. The innocence talks about honesty um, and making us new again. Service promises about happiness. So you think about positivity, individualization, connectedness, see hope and humor. Now with each of those, they'll actually talk about which strengths people are likely to attract. So when I started looking at the alchemists, people that are going to be attracted to um, the alchemists are they're looking for instant change or transformation to, uh, quickly, a uh, combination of magic and practical, so practical magic, some real outcomes and highlights what the possibility could be and really have, how we can get there. So for someone who's thinking about how am I going to communicate to people like that, if you think about brand colors, title, service program, or digital program, you want to have it talking about life transformation, changes in areas of their life, love anything new, amazing, and mystical, want to realize their dreams and create a clear vision. If you think about what I've done in my career in terms of managing sales teams and individual um, performance for progression, that's exactly what I've been doing. You know, it's about creating, here's the end result, here's the goal. What are the steps we need to do to get there? And let's do that and quickly. So I, I like that. But what I'd really like about this is it allowed me to lift my eyes. It doesn't have to just be in my sales career. I could actually, suddenly I was thinking, oh, coaching in, in all facets of life or different parts of facets of life, but that never really occurred to me. Now, when we look at innocence, uh, it's how I am, make us new again, service pro promise happiness. The people that are going to be attracted to that one, they're looking for a desire to escape. But it needs to be simple and easy. You know, childlike wonder, sentimental happiness, refreshed, renewed, rejuvenated. So this is really, you know, I'm thinking greens. I'm thinking growth. I'm thinking a childlike wonder. I'm thinking running through the grass. You know, it's, what I like about this is it really gives a, a lot of imagery in your mind about what your brand positions look like. So when I think about my brand roadmap for this one, it's about providing hope. Think about my top five characteristics, hope. Really simple, easy, fun. So the irony of this is thinking, hey, what if I help people create their own tapestry of who they are by completing all these assessments? I'm forgetting that the people that I'm attracting, though, are looking for easy and fun. Easy, really simple. Getting some people to complete five different assessments is probably not the best way to go. You know what? Everything takes a little bit of work, though. I, I tell you what's fun about this is when you see it all put together, for me anyway, and I, you know, I think you and I are very similar in this aspect. When you see it all put together, it just makes so much sense. And you get, you get a rise out of it. You get, and you get, you get more confident, I think, in your ability to lead and your ability, uh, you know, it's your job or your work or whatever. And you just start to see your traits coming to life when you pay attention to it. And then you go, oh, this is a situation in which I know I'm going to shine. Absolutely. So in combination of all these assessments, it'll probably take you about two and a half hours. I mean, if you do that over a week or two weeks, I mean, you get a real roll-on effect and you get all the answers all at once. And that's where it becomes a bit of, a bit of fun. Doing these assessments wasn't about just building my personal brand story. And it wasn't about thinking if I was to start my own small business, what could it be? Although that's become a, a thought bubble. The greatest confidence that it gave me 
line was that doing all of these, you talked about it before, when you have all these assessments telling you the same thing over and over again, it's undeniable. And if anything, it's given me permission to accept myself, who I am, and therefore greater confidence about who I am. So if you're someone who's struggling with maybe confidence or identity crisis or just, you know, not really come to terms with who you are as a person, do the assessments. And because, you know, the world sees you already. Wouldn't it be great to see exactly how they see you and try to find the true self? Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree with that because I think success, especially in corporations, depends on you knowing how other people see you. It's it's also, you know, you have to perform, you have to get your job done, you have to, you know, you have to do those things. Those are all like I think basic entry requirements, right? But if you want to get promoted or you want to get moved into a different position, I think it's imperative that you know and understand what other people think about you. Because if you don't know that, you'll never be able to change that perception if it needs to be changed. Yeah. And when you're asking for people to describe you in three words, ask your, if you have any direct reports, definitely ask one of them. You know, someone that you respect and a good performer as well, my top performers in your team, a peer and your boss and even your boss's boss. Because if ultimately that's where you want to go. You want to get a baseline of where they see you now. And then you can always do the follow-up question of, you know, I have aspirations or I want to get to here. Don't be afraid to ask that question and put it out there. Understand I need to perform now. Understand I need, probably need to hit some milestones. But can you help me understand where are the areas that I need to improve or start working on now? It may not even be in areas of improvement. You just haven't had exposure or the opportunity. But what are the things I need to start working on now to get me ready? But when that opportunity does present itself, I'm, I'm the person gone. We should we should do a uh, we should just do a podcast together from now on about how to analyze people's strengths. I think because oh, because <laughs> my challenge right now is ending this because I know I could talk to you about this forever. However, yeah. <laughs> I know all good things must come to an end at some point. So with that, let's go ahead and we'll wrap things up. What are Sean? What are some of the best ways for people to reach out to you if they'd like to go through this exercise with you? You know, how, how, what's the best way for them to do that? So you can find me on theshawnscofield.com. That's T-H-E-S-E-A-N-S-C-O-F-F-I-E-L-D.com. And um, what you can do is if you just subscribe to It's Been Landing page, it's just my contact page, guys. You're not going to get a whole bunch of spam. But if you send me your email address, I'm happy to send you through this PDF version of my own personal roadmap. Um, and I'll be able to communicate with you pretty clearly um, and work with you on but if you're, if you're looking for anyone that can give you greater confidence and focus towards achieving your goals and just need a sounding board, that's all I'm doing right now. I'm there. Perfect. Perfect. That's very generous of you too. And I recommend anybody who's listening that wants this or needs this. And I can tell you and in the year, in the few years I've been doing this, the single most prominent question I get asked is how do I define my brand? And while I give you examples of how to do that in my book, what Sean is doing, I think, is better than that. And if you really want to know how to define your brand, look him up. Uh, you will not be sorry. Uh, any final words, tips, final things you would like to share with anybody that's listening today? Thank you, Ryan. I'm so glad I came across your podcast. A lot of what we've covered off today could simply could not have been done if you weren't doing what you're doing. 
So I really appreciate your efforts. I know a lot of work goes into developing the podcast and um, recovering a lot of ground. And, and probably, you know, someone who's been searching out this sort of information, I've gotten more out of your show in the last couple of months that I have in, in any other single form. So thank you so much. And um, words of wisdom and, you know, have fun, be kind to everyone. So um, that's it. Perfect. Sean, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today. I know we went a little bit longer than what we said we would. And I look forward to continue working with you as we both move forward on our personal brand journeys. Absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Have you ever wondered about your brand? What your brand is, how to best use it to boost your career? If so, you're not alone. It's a question I'm asked often. And although I define a methodology in my book, Career Cred, on how to go about defining your brand, I think the method Sean uses is much better because it takes a look at your brand in different roles, not just one. This is actually a mistake I see many people make when they take an assessment and read the results. They only see the results in one aspect of their life rather than viewing them holistically. The truth is, when you look at your brand using Sean's method, you gain confidence. Confidence in your ability to lead and confidence in your ability to identify situations in which you know you can shine. Once you know this about yourself, you can put yourself into situations, roles, or projects where you can look good and make a positive impression. If you struggle with confidence or you're going through an identity crisis of sorts with your career, then you owe it to yourself to know what you are naturally good at and how the world sees you. After all, as Sean said, the world already sees you. Shouldn't you know what they're seeing when they look at your brand? The truth is, our success in our jobs depend on how other people view us. And if you want to get promoted, move to another position, or make a career change, you need to understand the perception that others have of you so you can change it if you need to. Sean, thank you for being a guest on the podcast and for sharing your wisdom with all of us. And for all of you listeners, thank you yet again for tuning in. I appreciate you more than you could possibly know. And that's it for today's show. So until next time, I've been Ryan and I'm out. Today's show was edited and produced by Ryan Roten. The transition music is Lord Rings by Boris 2007. And the intro and outro music, as always, is Pulse by Soundbro. 